0: To get started visit plushcare.com slash weightloss That's plushcare.com slash weightloss
1: I'm Johnny Smith And I'm Richard Porter Welcome to Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and other stuff Hey, you know when I brush my teeth I often watch um, and listen to old music videos Yes, Mostly Iron Maiden, it must be said, for the last seven, two years or so. <laughs> yeah, And uh, I've, sta- I've changed, I've decided to just switch it up a bit. I've got a mm-hmm. bit of soft rock, and I, for all of this week, um, I've only watched and listened to Foreigner, I Want to Know What Love Is, music video, whilst uh-huh. brushing my teeth, just for that two and a half, three minutes of the evening. Uh-huh. I don't do it in the morning, uh-huh. it's only in the evening. I, I mean brush my teeth, I do brush my teeth twice a day, but I mean... Watch the music video, and I and I. Thought, do you know
2: that song reminds me of the film Ghostbusters? Does it? And I do, and I do. Not, it, it's not in the film Ghostbusters, no. But I swear it was out at exactly the same time.
1: Eighty four. I think but so. Eighty four. Yeah. Bloody hell! That's the last thing I was expecting you to say. Well, anyway, and I think the video is he in New York or possibly in Chicago? I th- Could he be in Chicago? I think it is. Th- I think it is Chicago or New Yorkish. Yeah,
2: but it's a very you know built-up tower, blocky skyscraper-y it, it sort is. of American city. And I remember watching the video as a kid, and it made me sad because it looked like it might have been New York, and it reminded me of clips I'd seen of Ghostbusters, but we hadn't been to see Ghostbusters yet. <laughs> I'd kept to my parents, "Can we get to the cinema tonight?" No, you can't get to the cinema tonight. It's a Tuesday. We'll go at the weekend. Oh, oh, well, can we get to the cinema? And then Thursday, top of the pops, playing that video. Oh, look, there's an American city with skyscrapers, like in Ghostbusters, that I haven't
1: seen yet. Oh gosh, I, I, yeah, I'm sure it is either New York or Chicago. Some a listener will tell us, but there's yeah. there's less mullets in Ghostbusters. I can tell you that much. But um, what a song? But not only that. The, the the video is quite sort of prominent and very gospel esque, and I think I've spoken about it before. But if if you were if you were listening to that, if that was the backdrop to um to a scenario, what would it be for you? Like what what car would you be driving? Where would you be? What's if the what's the atmosphere? Song? What's the saga?
2: I mean, do you know, the problem is when we when we play this game and you mentioned some kind of mid-80s epic ballady sort of song, my mind immediately goes to Mercedes SL,
1: <laughs> a
2: 107. Does
1: it? Obviously. What, yeah. even in Chicago on a windswept winter's night? Would it still be Put it? the hard top on. Yeah,
2: all right, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, it's a funny thing, but I, I mean...
1: Uh, it's always an emotional drive for me. There's been a there's been a break, yes. there's been a breakup or a, or an argument. Um, yes. Oh yes. Or going away f- for career based activities and it there's there's some sort of there's there's baggage, there's emotional baggage there, and probably physical baggage. The boot's probably full. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> literal baggage. <laughs> literal baggage. But I uh, yeah I was I was I was listening to it going yeah what is the saga here? I think there's got to be a, a helicopter shot of going over a bridge oh yeah and it's at night uh, or or it uh, could
2: be dawn oh it could be dawn couldn't it
1: could it you know like you've got a really early start you've had to go really early or you've been thrown out of the house really early so it's sort of like that and I, I and with with the, 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 the I want to know what love is I'm wondering whether or not I'm wondering whether it's what's the 80s Maserati with the strange shaped arches is it the bioturbo? turbo
2: no, it was the later ones that got the the bonky arches. What the, the wonky
1: arched um, ones?
2: The shamal and stuff like that.
1: <laughs> shamal <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'd have a I'd have a wonky arch I'd have a wonky arch Mazza and it would have a it would have an unusually coloured interior, the kind of colour which you wouldn't match the exterior with, you go, Ooh, really? Yes. You know, like yeah, uh, yeah. teal, like teal leather. Ooh, teal! <laughs> yeah, That's a
2: leather colour you don't get much anymore. Could you do it in teal, Ooh, if we have to, sir?
1: I'd have a bit of, I'd have a teal leather. But the thing is, because it's foreigner, you can't hide from the fact that you'd probably be wearing a blues on style jacket, which we do reference of course. a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but then maybe the blues on style jacket is teal to match your car interior. Oh my or do you want gosh! A contrast?
1: teal jacket. If you want a contrast.
2: A teal bluzon leather jacket. Carpaccio, of course. Yeah. Very, very and the, thin, tiff-spec leather.
1: It would. And the, the sleeves would be rolled up to reveal it would be a yellow gold watch, wouldn't it? You have a yellow gold oh, yes. watch? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but
2: not so. a massive one. Not in the modern style where it's, you know, some friggin' Hublot or something that's absolutely enormous. No, very because flat. The, you know, 80s watches were flat and small. They were. But very gold, indeed.
1: <laughs> very gold. And if it is dawn, like we thought it could be there'd be some mm. glinting of it while it's resting on the and the thing is are you resting the arm on the the door top or the arm rest the 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 the, the door handle ledge sort of mid-level it's probably mid-level isn't it do you know what i mean there's I two levels of yeah, arm yeah, yeah. Of arm, i'm doing it I'm, I'm, yes. I'm doing this with my elbow like a chicken style um but you see where is this taking place is it
2: somewhere where at dawn it will be warm enough to have the windows down or better yet it's some kind of Maserati by convertible or derivative. And the roof is down. Mmm, try that on for size. Oh,
1: shit. Uh, I'm go-
2: he <sighs> wants to know what love is and also why that light's come on again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I, Think I, it's imagine. something to do with the catalyst.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I want to say Cold State because of the New York, Chicago y original vid. But maybe I'm going to throw Florida Keys out there. Oh, plenty warm enough. Almost Plenty warm. warm enough, almost too warm. But also evokes the idea of: Are you escaping to Florida Keys? Are you? You're not native to the Keys. You're just you've driven out there yeah. because you've got to get away.
2: Get to the most. I think isn't Key West the most southerly point of the US?
1: Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, get there. Have to have, That's yeah. where
2: the boat's going to pick you up.
1: Yeah, and you're going to have to leave the teal Maserati to just quietly dissolve on the quayside. I think. Yeah. <laughs> or just torch it. You
2: know what it mean? Torch it. Just as the sun. No, just keep but give that's it away true because going over those those big bridges down to the Florida Keys at dawn, lovely, lovely helicopter shots. That'd
1: been amazing and there'd also be you, there'd be someone on a on a very powerful rib um going by at the same pace. There's so a as mysterious imagine, the figure in
2: a high powered rib or cigarette boat or something like that cutting underneath yep. the bridges as the car goes over them and oh, then finally yeah. they meet at the rendezvous point and for some reason the person in the boat's got a crash helmet on and they take it off and it's a beautiful lady.
1: Oh yeah. This is sort of turned that, So into that a you're hot already chocolate looking though, yes, <laughs> you're already as as the cigarette boat bounces over the waves you're looking at the trousers that the driver's wearing you're thinking they are slightly unisex style cut trousers. I can't work <laughs> this out but it is the late 80s so let's just go yeah. with it. Um and, and I'm saying late '80s because I'm—I don't know for some reason the saga for this is not when the song was completely new. It would have been oh. out maybe three or four years, perhaps. Oh, okay, yeah. I d- but I don't know why. There's no reasons for this. This is mu- this is music video brainstorming. This is how it used uh, to
2: be done. I imagine. I I'd don't love know. to. It was always I was just,
1: just. It was always my dream job. It was. I wanted to come up with the ideas and maybe, kind of, produce or direct music videos.
2: Well, of course, the the guy who used to edit our videos for Smith & Sniff sometimes makes music videos. You should have he does. asked him if you could do one.
1: Yeah, I, I, I fear that I'd be shit at it. Um, so it's just probably why I've but, kept it close. And
2: some of his ideas are really quite out there. So, I mean, I don't know that he's necessarily... He does a lot with sort of what we would have used to call indie bands and labels. I don't think they've got the budget to go to the Florida Keys and hire no. a, a teal interior maserati but
1: no no nobody puts a small amount of water on snare drum skins anymore and then <laughs> films it in slow motion but by Although extension shame.
2: are there any really over the top songs coming out at the moment i don't think there are
1: that's a good question i was listening uh, I, I went
2: for a run yesterday and, I, and on the shuffle of my up-tempo running music playlist on came turn back time by share oh my gosh i I will apologize to nobody for my love of that song because it's preposterous yeah it's fucking ridiculous apart from the the video obviously but i think people got put off by the video because she's wearing that kind of you know cheese slicer outfit and and also i forgot about that i could never get out of my mind the fact that i think it's the guitarist in that band is her son so he's trying to mine oh, his it? guitar parts whilst he's also having to look at his mum's ass jiggling around mm. on a warship, and it must have been deeply uncomfortable
1: i I didn't know that was Cher's son son I'm pretty of Cher. sure
2: his son her son was in his it was in her band at one point, and I think it was in the turnback time era and um so but you listen to as that an while you were an over it the for top song from the get go it is and then it just kicks up, and it's got all of the things you need for um a really over the top song. It's got a key change. Good. Yeah. It's got there's a bit where it starts to go into what you think is a sort of middle eighty bit, but then Cher just can't stop singing over it as well, because she's you know, she's just she's on full, like full throttle at this point. Cam. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. She is she's she's really <laughs> she's into the zone. Mm. And uh it's also got sort of good backing vocals.
1: you've really analysed this bloody yeah I know I
2: I could do a little essay on turn back time and uh, the only thing is also I'll tell you what it's got uh, the other thing it's got that marks out a really over the top song is it has to fade out because there's simply no other way to bring it <laughs> to land. They can't sort of dismantle it again. They've gone up so high. There are so many moving parts involved in it. The only way is to just sort of quietly close the door on it. You it's, can't. It's, you can't end it in any other way. It's impossible unless it just sort of there was an ex- literally an explosion noise and it stopped.
1: I feel like it's a non-committal ending. A fade outs always feel a bit. It's
2: like you know, songwriting involves having to write a way out of this situation, not just go. We just pull the fader
1: down a bit, it'll be fine. I was going to say, it's a bit like like when you go into a child's bedroom at night to make sure they're okay, and then you walk backwards out through the <laughs> door, close <laughs> yes. everything, and you, you're <laughs> yeah. looking at your feet as you do it, so every move has to be precise <laughs> and quiet, cat burglar, spec. Yeah. And uh, I feel like it's that, that's what they do at the end of a, a very big um ballad perhaps where they just keep turning it down a bit and turning yeah. it down a bit actually that's
2: just reminding me of something do you know what i was listening to the other day i can't even remember why um was the original elvis presley version of suspicious minds
1: oh what a oh, song it's Bloody so good
2: and i've forgotten because there have so been various good. covers of that which have been fine but the elvis version my god that's good and one of the things that makes it brilliant is the backing vocals because yes. They're doing their own thing, and yeah. they're building and contributing to the song. It's the absolute opposite of Skiffle by Adele, where <laughs> the backing vocalists oh, just yes. copy whatever she's doing. You just go, have your own well, ideas, come
1: on. And disin- they slightly disinterested, yeah. whereas da- Elvis's da- backing singers were not disinterested.
2: Yeah. They're like making up their own melodies yeah. and their own phrasing, and, it's, and it enhances the song rather than just going, when you tumble, over and over.
1: The rise and fall documentary of Elvis I watched uh, in the last year or so It would have been in, during a lockdown. Hmm. It's a long documentary, as you'd imagine, but it was very interesting too. There was there's there's some video footage of that of them of f- f- singing that really and yeah wow. sort of coming coming up with it where they're they're jamming along and the singers are deciding how how high pitch to go and how oh, wow. and, and, and Elvis is having a real laugh. <laughs> He's loving it. He's absolutely loving it. He's you also,
2: Elvis is one of those people
1: that you
2: know, sort of men always think they can impersonate. But I think you do the sort of, if you're <laughs> Elvis, you do the kind of absolutely full of qualudes kind of drowsy, fat <laughs> Elvis, kind of, oh, 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 oh. and you forget, if you listen to Suspicious Minds, for example, what a bloody great uh, singer he was. And actually, uh, yeah. his vocals were terrific. I'm not like a huge full Elvis fan, course. but <laughs> God, he was, when he was good he was good. Yeah, <laughs> is a bit drowsy. Like he's going one of, <laughs> he's on one side. Bludes. His mouth can't quite close properly, and he's <laughs> it's, <laughs> And it's not that. It, the original it's, is, it's, is crisp.
1: It's prelude. It's prelude. Prelude. <laughs> uh, because it's because it's it's on really low run fuel, and there's just nothing nothing energetic uh, going on about it.
2: It's the one point eight, and yeah, it's running. It's it's running a, a like a a US-spec calibration where it's got to run on that really piss-poor fuel with bits in it that they have.
1: <laughs> it's not been serviced for 80,000 miles. <laughs> yeah, and it's
2: like... The air filter's got loads of cat hair in it for some reason. <laughs> uh, and it's the auto. It's a three-speed auto. It's the most low-energy car you could possibly get.
1: And it will get you there, but it's just not a great, it's just not a great version of what it could have been. No. The, the prelude on Quaaludes. <laughs> the prelude on Leons. the qualudes.
2: <laughs> uh, uh, oh, that's the. You just, you just don't. It's always Call a trap.
1: Oh, man. Go <sighs> away, <sighs> K- well, yeah. It's, it's It doesn't quite. The best way to do it is to sort of sing it, but without without moving your mouth very much. So you really want yeah. to focus on not moving your mouth. <laughs> <So you're> go <going, laughs> I Go away. Yeah. Whoa. i going to well, I mean, I don't know why we're talking about music, but we took, remember when I messaged you the other day and I, I had a bit of Abba Eagle going on, which is a big yes. epic song. Okay? Oh, yeah. I know we're talking about old music. I do listen to modern music. I do listen to Radio 1 as well. But Abba Eagle, what an epic, large song that yeah. is. And yeah. uh, it's just, it's all about driving by the fjords in a, it would be. A, I said, I think, in the message to you, Saab ninety nine turbo for me.
2: Yeah, I think Saab
1: right. ninety nine turbo. And didn't they come with like a really leery interior option, like like fiery orange? Yes, like yeah, tangerine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, what a what a thing that! Yeah. And I probably those, have a shawl card funny again.
2: Not cheese grater. Well, I suppose a kind of cheese gratery alloys. Those alloys
1: are some of my favourite rims. I think you could, if you
2: put a if you put a Saab 99 Turbo on a rolling road and then held an enormous wheel of Edam up to the wheels, it would do quite a nice job
1: of. just... It would actually. Do you know what I reckon? If you did an eighteen, nineteen, twenty-inch version of that wheel and put it on the Hyundai I- Ionic Five, it would look perfect. Oh, yes. It? It just would look perfect.
2: I'm just looking up uh, a Saab 99 Turbo interior because I'm wondering. Oh, here we go! Very orange. But did it have orange carpets?
1: Oh, Ooh, such it, a good uh, car. yes, it did. Oh, did it? saucy! I'm
2: looking it up now. Wow, that's just absurd. Is there a,
1: is there a Smith and Sniff podcast listener who owns a Saab 99 Turbo or 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 yes. had one? Because for me, it's a car and an early nine nine hundred Turbo. It's one of those cars which I I've never owned. I quite like the idea of owning it, but I want it to be impressive. I don't want it to be a letdown.
2: <laughs> so, yes, there's a lot of cars like that there, a, aren't there? It
1: lives up to a lot, and, I, and it, there would be an enormous amount of Scandinavian music being played, and I would probably, I'd have to get myself in shape, and I would wear a, probably a, a fitted shawl cardigan in a dark hue. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. I, it had to be black as well. I'm looking at, I'm looking at a black one with some um, oblong fog lights, and it looks great. Just yeah. looks great.
2: I just had a quick look on Car and Classic, and there's, there's no 99 turbos for sale at the moment in the UK.
1: They're a rare car in the UK. There's a oh. 900
2: oh. T16S, which I'm sure is a very nice car. Um, it's for 17 grand.
1: Get out of town. It's a red is one. It? And it's
2: got three spoke wheels, and I mean, I, you know, I am pretty hardcore on my disdain for three spoke wheels. I don't know if I could do this. Even no sub. Saab.
1: No sub 900 turbo with the really wide oh. three spokes is allowed. Crikey! That's allowed. It's got a very
2: burgundy leather interior that looks superb, with the matching carpets and a matching steering. wheel. I'm not sure about the steering wheel actually. How much is it? Work. How much is it? Seventeen grand, nearest Damn it! Sixteen nine fifty. It's, it's in Aylesbury.
1: I've just been to <sighs> Aylesbury to do a. To you do could a, have bought a,
2: this a, car.
1: I've just done a car cave in Aylesbury. Oh, a really impressive one.
2: There's there's something great about. The, the gear lever, I'd forgotten this, the gear lever on those Saabs just sort of comes straight out of the floor, straight up. There's no dog leg or anything in it. It's just zunk, there's a there's a tiller.
1: Is it, is, it is it too linear, a gear knob? It's, it's Ge- odd looking. Stick. It's a
2: bit industrial looking because it's quite <laughs> long and it's it looks like it also might be a bit too far back, but I, mean, I don't know. <laughs>
1: there are some cars where you get put off by the shape of the stick don't you yeah i find all the position it's
2: what used to drive me nuts about those old shape aston v8 vantages is that i just feel like the gear lever was slightly in the wrong place for where i'd like to sit in the car but then when the v12 vantage came along it was so magnificent i sort of stopped giving a shit about it and um, anyway, uh, Would you, well,
1: there were there were um, optional accessories back in the fifties and sixties, possibly, after where you could have a a bolt-on um, gear shift, either extension or rear, uh, a sort of slightly bent directional um, gear shift extension. Yeah,
2: minis. Ooh,
1: yeah, ooh. Minis did it, minis, I think v- VWs did it.
2: Um, all manner of gear shifter extensions or shorteners in Minis, and then you could yeah. have a bracket that lowered the steering column. And basically, the yeah. accessories industry just went, You can finish the job the BMC didn't.
1: <laughs> it's so true, though, isn't it?
2: It's Which so is true. Fair enough. This Saab is, is I mean,
1: getting into it. Well, yeah, I'm not,
2: <sighs> I'm no seat, but I was going to say, red paintwork with a burgundy interior i'm not entirely sure that works but
1: it's interesting Bloody hell i've just seen one on bring a trailer which i don't it's not a website i frequent um although if bring mm. a trailer are listening i do it's fine it's great <laughs> and um, I'm available and to endorse your product or service i'm happy to endorse you but um 1978 Sub 99 turbo i've got to show you the the, the photograph it's sitting real short depth of field and it's sitting over the top of a cityscape and oh. it's black with those wheels and it's got no fogs or spots it's really smooth front end with that chin mm. spoiler that they all had fast cars of that era and it looks exquisite absolutely ex- i just want to get exquisite. in it but eagle by aberon and absolutely flail <laughs> the boost gauge <laughs>
2: can you imagine getting the train to go and pick up that car if it was in Britain.
1: What, what with an ABBA cassette? And all you've got cassette.
2: is ABBA, <laughs> ABBA cassette. Just Eagle, just Eagle on a loop on a C90 in your pocket. Oh, I'd love and that. I'd bloody love hell. That. Speaking of which, video. I'm, I'm trying to clear out crap for our house because we're moving, mm-hmm. and I found my bag of tapes the other day, which is... Oh, did you? Yeah, which is a, a, a Sony PlayStation... Or no, it's, it's not, it's Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo 2 promotional bag that i got from somewhere <laughs> little oh, promotional really? satchel yeah uh, which i've kept but it was full of tapes and it used to
1: live in the car when i had a car with a tape player a friend of mine collects gran turismo memorabilia he'll buy it off you i'm serious really because yeah, that's honestly. funny
2: because my wife said what are we gonna do with that bag and i went, well it's a, it's kind of a useful bag isn't it I i'll just take it to the charity shop so maybe a hipster will want it because
1: it's 20 odd years old but yeah it's it's worth it's worth coin Huh, I've well, got, anyway. I've got, I've got an original Gran Turismo press disc, um oh. which is three, three CD ROMs, I guess you call it or whatever, um, in a tin, a pressed metal tin. Oh, I think I had, used to have. That. Apparently, it's worth really good money. Really? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it's worth really good money. So I'm, I'm, I'm I am going to sell it because I'm just going to put the money t- t- into a real car. <sighs>
2: Tits. I think I threw it out or gave it to somebody for now.
1: Arse tits?
2: Yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah,
1: keep, um, the sa- keep the satchel. I've still got mine, it here. just I so can you know. See I, it. Keep...
2: I can see it from where I'm sitting. Oh, it's, it's still here. It's... But the tapes, so what happened was most of the tapes, I just looked at them and went, well, hang on a minute. A, I think I own most of these on CD. It's probably yeah. where the tapes came from. Or B, I have a streaming subscription. I could listen. There's nothing obscure here. It's just albums from the 80s and 90s but then there were a few tapes that were either mysteriously unlabeled or that were things like when me and my old flatmate at university used to just play music together for shits and giggles and um <laughs> so i wanted to listen to those so i, I there, there was also a little tape player that i'd forgotten i'd got in the bag
1: oh so
2: I, while i was doing some more clearing up i just stuck some unlabeled tapes on and uh, most of it was, like, shit recorded off the radio. You know, they'd go, like, of course. after the evening session, we've got New Order live in concert. And I'd be like, oh, I'll record that. As you did back in the day. Of but course I'd you did. i forgotten what a total fuck-ass tapes were. Like, A, the sound quality is dreadful. and it
1: sounds like, it does sound like you're playing it in the next room.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's on a chrome tape. I've just got an enormous bag of those giant marshmallows and I've melted them slightly, and now I'm going to pour it into the speaker. Mmm, oh, that's really <laughs> taken the edge off the sound. Thank you. But also, I suddenly, I was, I was like, I'm going to fast forward this. I'm going to see what else is on here. And then you're sitting there for piggy ages. And then you say, oh, plus play. It's still the same song. I'll fast forward a little bit more. And I'll play. It's still the same song. It's just, you forget oh, how slow. Slow it was, and I guess we were just we, it was just something you tolerated. But once, like anything with technology, was... once something speeds up, you can never go back to the slow one. No one goes, "Could you make my broadband slower, please?"
1: Because you, you get used to a certain sort of pace, and it's hard to go back. It's how the drugs start, <laughs> it, and it's also when I've spoken to people uh. that race race cars. It's how that starts. You know, you—I'm talking privateer racing. You know, if you if you if you get your car up to let's say 500 horsepower mm. and 3 years ago you were thinking 500 horsepower would be too animal it would be undrivable i would i wouldn't want it and then you get used to 500 horsepower suddenly mm. 500 that's the norm now the new norm is 500 horsepower no traction control um Twitchy AF, and now you go. Actually, I could probably feed in six. Should we see if we can? <laughs> should we work next year, next season? Should I try and go to six? And then you're you're on this hamster wheel of of a, of, of power addiction. Yeah, and um, I could see. That would... And a couple of people I know that do street legal drag racing, um, you, they, 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 they said, because I was like, well, what happens when you get to two thousand horsepower? And they say, but the problem is you've got so used to what seventeen, eighteen hundred 1800 horsepower feels like you've lived it for 2 years yeah you you know and then you go to 2000 and then you start going maybe twenty two, twenty three hundred 2300 is the is the sweet spot and it's just bonkers it's bonkers it is bonkers <laughs> it is bonkers i love it it is bonkers though um you get you you know what it's like i got used to it with my ev drag car i i i, I probably i've said this in a previous thing I was racing it all weekends, and I think I got a personal best. I came home with it on the trailer, put it in the garage, and I drove an AMG GTR Mercedes, which is a car I really love. Mm, great, and car. I got got in it and warmed it up and gave it gave it some um, gave it some up the road, and I I felt like it was missing torque. <laughs> Bear in mind, it was, it was one of the talkiest cars you could get, pretty yeah. much. I mean, it was not missing power or torque, but compared to what i just come out of mm. it did and and then that was when i realized i was in too deep i was on the heroine
2: yeah you know it's, that I, was the same is true of chasing of the or speed as well isn't it i, I remember the <clears throat> story james may told about having maxed the veyron that he was coming back to the staging area oh yeah, yeah, yeah you. and uh he he was easing it down. He felt like the car had almost stopped, so he went to sort of you know get the door handle ready to get out, and then he realised he was still doing seventy, but it felt <laughs> like it stopped because he'd just been doing two hundred and fifty <laughs> odd. And uh,
1: I wish he, I kind of, without hurting himself. I kind of wish he had got out or at done fifty. Done a
2: George Michael. <laughs> done just a bit of a George going, oh, Michael
1: pop out here, but yeah, yeah. I've done that skidding thing where you tumble and then you get up and you're adrenaline the kicks tumble. In. Oh yes, with Mister Fumble out of the Veyron. Uh, yes, it's a bit like motorcycle races when you see them skidding across the floor, and they have a big oh. accident, but they're not—they haven't hurt themselves. They're just tumbling, and all yeah. their leathers and the protective gear is has worked and they get up and they do this sort of frantic look left look right and the first thing they do which is why these guys are heroes is they check out whether the bike is rideable again or not. yes and if, yeah, it's, yeah. if it's mashed and the sort of the forks are in the engine and it's triangular they go ah shit but if it's kind of like i reckon this doesn't look too bad they'll push start it and get on the bastard thing and they're off they off they go yeah i love that about them
2: i think if you are a, a, a high-end motorcycle racer and you have one of those skidding on your arse across the ground moments but then you manage to in one smooth movement go back on your feet it should be an instant like 10 championship points
1: I I agree agree. like in
2: gymnastics you know you get points for your dismount or whatever but points for for your remounting the bike by skating on the ground and then just in one move just pop to your feet and you're on
1: again is that's it's 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 a delight to watch apart from anything else it is it is it is actually isn't it and and it's a bit like when they do get on and this is the same when um when race race car um drivers are exiting the pits they often do the whole like going flat out but looking backwards because they're obviously yes. trying to rejoin <laughs> yeah. a race but they've got to understand the situation they're in a new situation the grid has changed they've had an accident or they've had an, <laughs> an incident so they're going balls out but they're looking the other way and i kind of love that i go car you are so heroic yeah i have a bit of a hero worship moment at that point especially on a bike because you're normally riding it one-handed looking back do one hand That's on the hip enough. or your or your own bum which going, must what, just what's, slightly throw your balance off. It's Yeah, or you'd peel left or right really hard yeah. if you were inexperienced. Because yeah. we've all done it on a mountain bike and we've ended up in a bush. <laughs> <laughs> it's easily done. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it on a moped before I got into a speed weave. Yeah. <laughs> when I say speed weave, 28, 29 miles an hour. And you go, oh shit. And then you think, hang on, these guys are doing it with like 250 horsepower v4s you know that's got to feel pretty bad. but that's where core strength and grip finger grip is key but um
2: do you know what i suddenly remember the other day out of nowhere you know your brain blindsides you with like just a, a memory but in this case i it made me start laughing out loud to myself at home it was when we were at speed week at goodwood was that year before last
1: yeah 2020 and that yeah. guy
2: came into the pits for a driver change during one of the races and then the mechanic came over to try and help the new guy do his belts up but he's got an open bottle of Fanta in his hand <laughs> oh, <laughs> and he's basically yes. trying to help this bloke with his harnesses <laughs> while slopping Fanta <laughs> all over it. I do remember so that so it looked like he pissed all over the seat.
1: I do look it does look like really dehydrated was doesn't it <laughs> I was, just, I was like, what possessed this bloke? I think he got caught out a
2: bit. He's like, oh, well, you want me to help? Oh, good, he's running out. <laughs> He was sort of quite so a big true. guy as well. So Open it made him
1: Fanta. seem more ridiculous that he was having his packed lunch while the race was going on. Well, these he exhibition just... races do change the rules frequently. Maybe Mr. March, Charlie mm. March, maybe he went, right, here's what we're going to do. When we do the driver change, obviously you have to help with the belts. You can't leave the pits without the belts being locked down because, you know, in previous years... They would exit the pits doing the look the look round whilst yeah. trying to tension a belt. And Tiff said you'd regularly yeah. be doing the first lap with like quarter of a belt on, mm. um, which is not cool. <clears throat> so now you have to not just talk the belts down, but the scrutineer will come along and double check that you've just flashed a load of panzer <laughs> over the crotch of the next <laughs> driver. And they go, brilliant, tick that box, off you go. And what's cool about that is because it's an artificial orangey scent, ordinarily you'd look at some orangey puddle and you go, Oh, that's gonna stench of ammonia. But actually no, no, it doesn't. It smells no, of it's a it pre- pre- pleasantly op- faux citrus smell to it. That's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> a tangerine crutch. I just realised yeah. you could actually
2: it would be a sort of slightly underhand tactic in a race that you dress as one of the mechanics and when you see a rival driver from a rival team getting in to do their stint you go over and go let me help you there mate the guy's going to be sort of all focused on what he's doing you might not notice that he's not someone he works with and then you can just slash Fanta all over <laughs> and put puts them off during the race <laughs> your guy when, will win because uh, he doesn't he's not all sticky
1: when you're doing uh, a European event uh, as a foreigner do you have to turn up with a bottle of Orangina in that amusing little shaped glass bottle yes. which yes. I don't even know if they still do it does Orangina it's still that. exist yeah does it sure it does i don't drink soft drinks i don't really know i used to love an
2: orangina and it's also those it tastes nicer out of those little glass bottles definitely
1: i like i like i want glass to come back
2: hey you know though if you're doing a race in scandinavia
1: or somewhere denmark go local again yeah lovely little bottle of chocolate milk oh yeah they do like the scandinavian chocolate milk Mm. well you wouldn't want that slashed on the crutch of the racing seat of the car Really? If you're trying to put someone off though, because you'd be like, oh my god, and it gets really hot in here. That's going to smell awful. It's milk. <laughs> but it's chocolate, milk.
2: it's going to be a bit sticky as well. You absolute twat. And then that's all you can think about during the race, and you'd
1: skitter off at the first corner. You'd have to listen to Hot Chocolate. Um, which is my favourite trout? Everyone's a winner. It's got is that real, your the real favourite. Oh, yeah, by a long way, because it's really got everyone's a started dirty with a guitar. guitar.
2: No, it's not no. Because, because again, talking of songs that are quite
1: go quite big, it's you know, that gets quite epic towards the end. You don't remember me, do you? It's all it's quite a, you know, it's there quite is hard quite thought. bass twangy in that one. There is quite mm. uh, no, it's got to be everyone's a winner. because it, it it's such a dirty guitar riff. Dig mm, <laughs> <that's true, yes. laughs> Oh, I've I've I bought that on vinyl quite recently. Even though did I you? don't have a record player. Yeah, because I'm a complete prick. <laughs> there's no I, need for it. I don't know why I did it.
2: I was looking around a house that we would like to buy uh, last week. And um, the, the guy was obviously into his vinyl. And there was... Did you, did you flick through? No, because you could just see that go, there's a lot of music stuff going on in the house, which is very interesting, but... There was a stack of old seven inch singles just on the floor by um, by the fireplace. Um, a blocked off fireplace. You shouldn't leave I was going to say, what things source. were getting.
1: I mean, the price of oil is high and gas, so we're just yeah, going to burn a couple of shit singles. <laughs> well, it's the thing. So the top, I wanted to rifle
2: through, but I thought that would be rude. Um, but the top record on this stack of seven inches was curiosity killed the cat i was a bit like who still got that what is the purpose of this like that I is unusual it is isn't it did anyone mm. even like them at the time i mean i presume they must have done because they got in the charts but they were a bit twatty weren't they
1: was it i keep i get them mixed up with swing out sister ah uh, similar era but
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Didn't they yeah. change Curiosity Killed the Cat to Curiosity?
2: They did, yes, I think, uh, but by then it was too late.
1: What they were known as being rubbish by then. Or... I think that's the thing. They <laughs> 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 have sort of
2: gone, actually, we've had enough of this.
1: Yeah, their sell by just... date was, was, was in I sight. think
2: it's, it's one of those ones. And you see this quite a lot, but it's one of those bands where it's hard to like them because it seems like the lead singer is a twat. <laughs> and he may not be, but there's just that sort of sense of, I think this guy's a bit is of a twat. Is that true? Yeah, don't you feel that? I think there's oh, lots of bands that slightly suffer for that. You know, I think a lot of people maybe will put off, say, <laughs> Oasis by going, I mean, yeah, you know, I quite like their sort of lad rock stylings, but that guy up front's obviously a twat. And that's another oh. one that stuff right. I think people, people take a gin cold play, don't they? Because they think Chris Martin is a bit of a knob, possibly. I think
1: he's a lovely guy. I think it's because he's he treads his own path and he's he's unusually energetic. and yeah. my brother's fearful of the fact he's got an earring. Uh um, but my, my brother's very old school and he doesn't understand that. He doesn't understand right. why any man would want an earring. I mean, so he's scared. He's scared of that. That's that's but. so
2: old school. That's like from the fifties or something. Yeah,
1: my brother's pretty much like Fred Dibner, but born <laughs> in the late seventies. Yeah, yeah.
2: I know a couple of stories about Chris Martin from people who have encountered him, which lead me to believe he is not a twat and, in fact, is a nice guy.
1: Oh, he's a great guy, but he's so, isn't he from uh, the West Country? So he's got to be good. I've got to back uh, him up.
2: Yeah, obviously. Yeah, Your, do you know what I mean? WC power. Means you've got to, you
1: know, you've got. Don't to- say WC power. It makes it sound like <laughs> toilet power. <laughs> West Country power. No, that it sounds like toilet power. I've got toilet power. I mean, you, talking of which, I did. I went in, I went to. Um, I was at my brother's uh, last weekend, and I've realised he um, he's very much into his old fashioned toilets. I've, I might have mentioned this before. He loves a high cistern. Oh. So he, he retrofitted in the house that they live in uh, an old-fashioned high system because he says the gravity-fed f- water power will destroy any Thames trouts that you throw at it. That, that, those <laughs> are his words, not mine. <laughs> uh, but do you know, most modern plumbing systems are capable uh, of mustering the pressure aren't they? No, no, because a lot of toilets now are eco toilets so they don't flush more, they don't use more than something like one and a half litres for a flush but my brother pointed out, he said the problem is with that is if you got a situation going on where you need to get rid more, he said just go, the gravity fed system is king, he said nothing gets by it and sure enough, I mean it was quite vicious I just went for a wee and it just absolutely I thought it was all going to come out of the toilet, swish fully out you know, like a sort of skateboard pipe, go down one end and go up the other end. <laughs> well, it
2: just does a, does a full full orbit of the bowl yes. and then flies out like a, like a salmon <laughs> yeah, going yeah, up like a waterfall.
1: A- like a wall of death motorcycle so it goes around <laughs> and around but ultimately you don't want it to come out so um, it's using
2: it's like using the sort of centrifugal force or is that would it be centrifugals to, to but it's building up speed basically like a wall of death until it can finally break like that's the way spaceships work isn't it when they 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 yeah. orbit the planet and use it as use the momentum to then fling off into space but that's right all of this Although- but with a with a chocolate mm-hmm. log
1: all of this exactly with some sort of undesirable Swiss roll. There's a TV
2: company that I do work for sometimes that have loos like that, high systems, which I presume, you know, they had their place old, refitted old and they're, you know, they're being London hipster twats and they went, oh, let's have retro systems on our loos. And. The chain broke off one of them.
1: They're beautifully made, the old ones.
2: They are beautifully made, but the chain broke off one of them, and then the smaller members of the team couldn't reach the handle to flush the loop without the chain on <laughs>
1: it. So... You don't just buy a piece of cord or chain. I mean, it's not scientific, really.
2: I know. I, I or if
1: you, were gonna be, if you were going to be hipster about it, you could link, say, 15 cable ties together in loops, like a daisy chain, and create a cable tie pole. I don't think it's very
2: hipster, though, is it? They'd be more like, you know, linked together
1: a load of um, lanyards for Just a shitload of best-of-all wrist wrist, wrist passes. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I do like a a classic toilet. My brother said that, you know, they're in danger because they all get ripped out and they get skipped. But some old-fashioned cast-iron cisterns with the ornate bracketry, he loves all that stuff.
2: would he, presumably... He Resto-Mod and toilets. other readers of Classic Toilet magazine would enjoy a, a genuine
1: sort of crapper-branded loo. Oh, that's his dream. He, he, he has eBay searches for old classic lavs. Yeah, he's really, honestly, he, he's always been interested in strange stuff like that. He loves a, he loves a classic washing machine as well. <laughs> he does, he does. For fuck's sake. But
2: that's going to be worse than a modern washing machine.
1: Yeah, they they are. I mean, he does actually have a modern washing machine, but he likes the old-fashioned ones. But the thing about toilets, he said, is, like all this stuff, if we've overcomplicated the cistern setup with these plungers and the little buttons, and he said it all goes wrong, and, mm. the, and very rarely do they keep that brand repair kit on the shelf for more than three years, so then they actively encourage you to just throw it all in a skip and start again. He said, old toilets, yeah. there's hardly anything to go wrong, um, they're they're built in a Victorian era where everything was just cast iron and over-engineered. So he's like just just sandblast it and enamel paint it and off you go. Huh. Yeah, on that side of things, you know. A classic you know, yeah. medicine magazine. <laughs> <laughs> just use leeches, leeches, mate. Stick them on everywhere. Just, yeah, in I, your head. I want i Jap- I've said this before. I want, I desperately want a Japanese toilet. I'm going to buy one when I eventually sort out our house situation, which is just painful debacle that's fed now by COVID-related madness. I um, I do very much want a J- 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 JDM lav. But I'm then very... with
2: the, with <clears throat> all the markings are very much not in a language you can speak. So you're <laughs> actually hosing your trousers <laughs> oh, yeah, whilst I, trying to flush it. I,
1: yeah, because I want people that come, come, for a, come over and stay or uh, come as a, they go in there and they look at, there's 12 buttons with strange illustrations on it. And you go, oh, what is that? And of yeah. course you end up just like you say, you end up giving yourself an enema when you didn't want one and and it's temperature-controlled water, so you've got. oh, yeah, I don't mind 60-degree water being fired <laughs> down there. <laughs> and you, <I> just, <laughs> an incredible, like, a Karcher pressure jet oh, actually just yeah. catches
2: you on the back of the knackersack.
1: Oh, completely. And you go, I didn't want that. I didn't want the bag to get pressure washed. I didn't need that. <laughs> no, I do keep myself in check for crying in a bucket. Um, yeah, I want that. I want that.
2: I I look forward to the day when you've got it. Although obviously I won't be having any kind of ablutions in your house because I I I did though. I went to Japan and had the classic experience. What I did just sort of was, well, I don't know what any of these buttons do. I started pressing them but then eventually a jet of water inevitably just sort of hit me on the trousers because I was standing in front of it, <laughs> sitting on it.
1: Does anybody do that? You know the the sit down way that men do when they're tired or perhaps a little bit drunk. Yeah. Uh, Or in the middle of the night when you don't want to fully wake up and concentrate. Classic middle of the night, yeah. It is. Does anybody do the forward-facing sit-down way as a man? Oh, my God. Yeah, it has been discussed before. It's a bit like throwing your leg over a motorbike. I'm wondering whether motorcycle racers or riders dig it. Or, like, the way that people used to sit on chairs in 80s American TV shows. Oh, yes, it's exactly that. You turn the chair around and you straddle it like a horse or a motorbike.
2: Everybody in the Fall Guy, like that's how they thought that's how chairs work.
1: Everybody in the Fall Guy, um, in perhaps in early episodes of Friends, yeah, oh, uh, yes, yeah, there was a lot of that sort of wrong way of chair sitting, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure other other 80s shows uh, showcased it just, a lot. I,
2: I can't see the benefit of sitting that way round on the loo, though.
1: No, I can't either. I uh, mean, if you're into a long throw, you could have a little
2: book there. rest and you could rest, you know, rest at a, a uh, whatever you're reading on the cistern do you say you're your in your brother, it for
1: the long haul you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> well, you know,
2: if you're just having a wee uh, I don't see the benefit either way I mean I feel like I might have to try it now I'm going to try back. it, I'm going to do it today
1: <laughs> I promise, but you can't do it with trousers you have to take your trousers off cause you well can't... that's why it's an it's
2: a, in the middle it's of the night wee situation it's a middle isn't
1: of the it? because that's, yeah, it, it's I, a song by Billy Joel yeah but then,
2: yeah, hang on a minute, no, no, no. wait, you're still, I mean, I'd still be wearing pants in the middle of the night.
1: Yeah, so they, depending on the they, time they, of year. You've got to
2: take them off, and then otherwise you're going to stretch your pants out, unless you've got one of those fancy loos that sort of, you know, the system, sorry, the pan hovers over the floor. But Well, maybe um,
1: it's for people that just have really warm houses, so they... They typically go to the toilet naked. They haven't got a fashionable house where everything's open plan and there's no curtains, because we've discussed this previously, where you do the walk through your own house completely naked, but people can see. Yeah. Um, And then you go for the forward-facing sit-down male number one. Well, let's
2: report back next week.
1: Yeah, if anyone's done this or has experience, please let us know. Equally... I also want to know from listeners um, if you are listening to Foreigner. I want to know what love is. What's the saga like? Mm. What's the car you're driving? What, where are you driving? What, what does what does it look like cinematically? I feel like I need to know. Oh, also, if you can hear that, I'm not in prison. Um, I I'm, I'm drinking out of a Smith and Sniff tin, <laughs> ca- camping s- slash workshop style man shed mug, and it's so it's so on brand. Is that on brand? I'm going to advertise it, and they are available in our merch shop. So yeah. uh, look in the show notes, and there's a link for such things. Um, um, speaking of reporting back, yeah, how did you get on after we last spoke with the Alfa Julia Quadrifoglio? I really, in- I still haven't driven it in, in dry weather. So it's it's unfortunately I gave it back on a day when it was starting to dry, but it was still wet. So and it was still quite squirrely. It's a really I I I actually messaged Alpha UK to say it's not I can't remember the last time that I drove a piston car that I took this many photos of and talked about so much. Mm. I mean there are some and it's usually things like Porsches or more exotic stuff, but like. It's really got under my skin. It's an exciting car, and also when I looked at the spec, it's basically a two hundred mile an hour car. That yeah, it's, it's one hundred nine, one hundred ninety mile an hour, one hundred ninety one. Yeah. And you but think, but it's a saloon. Isn't it? It's, it's saloon a four door saloon again. It's a four door saloon. I just really enjoyed it, Rich. I just think it's um, it it felt well made. I kept looking back at it and go and or seeing it all parked on the drive and opening the curtains at night, going, God, that's such a good car. And maybe that's what these things are about you don't spend 70 grand on a saloon unless you want an enthusiast's saloon yes. and that, and that's what it is I feel like if I was to if I was to buy one today as a, a we talk about this whole last hurrah of piston car whatever or it or it's just a car I use not every day I, I just think it's so so it's it's exciting it's handsome it feels like it can be a massive handful because it can yeah, and um, and it's and it, but also equally, it defaults to being as as it tries to be as quiet as possible, and as and as least fidgety as possible. But it still does, it still is a bit fidgety. Mm. It tries to, sh- you know, sh- short shift when it's cold and when it's in normal mode, but you know, it it can't quite hide the fact that it it's going to be a grizzly bear if you want mm. it to be. So um, I dig it.
2: We had a few messages from listeners who have or had Julia's who said that the thing with the stereo that you mentioned last week, it's a setting apparently, it's not a fault it's a setting, oh. you, can, you can set the stereo to either not be on when you get in and start it or to behave normally <laughs> and um, I don't know why you'd want that but it's probably your point actually that some people go no, I want to hear my beautiful car first I thing kinda, in the morning
1: I like that about it, I do like that about it mm. and I... Um, I, I, I had a few messages on social media from people to say that they'd had them, and they, or they still have them, and they've had no mm. faults. Yes, no faults, no problems. So it's almost like maybe it is the Alfa Romeo you definitely want, and you do want us to st- stay with.
2: Yeah. The, um, we had, uh, we've had a few messages to uh, our email address, hello at smithandsniff.com, if you want to drop us a note. We do read them all, um, and occasionally we read them out, although often we forget. <laughs> we anyway, need a big can session we read this one those. out from uh, Gordon McDougall? Now, Gordon uh, lives in Dubai. Uh, he has a Julia. Um, it's the Veloce, not the, the Quadrifoglio. But, um, and his wife has a Stelvio, so they've gone all in on the current Alpha range.
1: Oh. Uh, he
2: pointed out that, uh, well, he's actually, he, Gordon wasn't sure, but he thinks that the um, infotainment thing is in the settings. A few people have confirmed that it is. Um, but he, the, the bit that struck me was uh, he's done 60,000 kilometres in his Giulia, and he says it still feels tight as a drum and as well-built as any German car
1: I've ever owned. Well, so in a world where BMW are looking worse and worse and the M Sport cars are seemingly yeah. a little bit more diluted, maybe... Everyone just needs to go and buy an Alpha yeah. Four Cheese Julia, um, or, or even a not a Four Cheese version. But no, no, it's, just, it's just funny you should say about Dubai because I had a message from someone in Dubai who has an Alpha Julia Quadrifolio in in that lovely blue, uh, which I can't remember the name of. Called, uh, and i just checked because in case it was the same kind, but it's not. It's a bloke called well, Leon.
2: Uh, uh, funny enough, Gordon, our correspondent Gordon, says uh, the blue is called Misano Blue.
1: There we go. And he's also just, accused
2: us of last week's show just talking about only things that he's interested in because we mentioned Alphas and obviously he's big into the Alphas. Um, but also we, his wife we, had a polyp like you.
1: My gosh, well we uh, we do tailor I these. I promise shows you, Gordon, if you're really people.
2: interested in foreigner and sitting the wrong way around on the loo, then <laughs> this South is getting spooky, but I'm gonna hopefully <laughs> guess that you're not
1: interested in those things because nobody else is. <laughs> actually yeah uh, to that end thank you to everybody who listened to the last podcast and and messaged us um um and t- talking about medical inspections and um issues that they've had I uh, really really appreciate it and uh, and a couple of one person actually messaged me to say they're in the ho- hospital waiting room right now and it was weird that they what? listened to the podcast because they had they were about to undergo an inspection yeah and when I messaged him back to say, hope it all goes well, I used the term tract work, which I was annoyed at myself for not putting in last week's podcast because I thought of it after we finished recording. Because I think we should, if we do need to get inspected colonoscopies <laughs> back, it should be referred to as tract work. <laughs> Can we all agree that?
2: <laughs>
1: I'm just yes. going out for a bit of tract work, obviously. Have some tract work. <laughs> Yeah, there's a bit of oversteer today, uh possibly aided by a greasy glove. But anyway, yeah.
2: Um there's I was just looking I was wondering if there's any other messages we read out. There's loads. I mean there there are loads and I um I, Should we do I,
1: one? Should we do the next podcast where we read out? Maybe we should. Listeners. I was Questions. just going to read
2: out there's a a, a listener called Dave Rhodes wrote in uh and his email is a two-part email, but the but the main thing is is um He said many moons ago in his apprenticeship days he worked for a small local garage next to an airport not far from Junction 13 of the M1.
1: What?
2: Um, Every now and then I'd get that fizzy feeling when something came in with many cylinders and more horsepower from a storage company that was around the corner to MOT some pretty nice metal. I remember an F 40 being run up in the MOT bay. Bloody hell. The mixture being that rich, my eyes watered anyway a white Lamborghini Countach came in I got the job of shaking the steering applying the brakes and all that side of things no automated testing bays back then circa 2002 the car was immaculate and had some music playing that didn't quite resemble the garage tunes I was familiar with that I would listen to on the local pirate station I turned it off after being sworn at by the manager that's Tammy's song mate he said this is her car Needless to say, I had no idea who she was and only appreciated looking back as an older man. So, yeah, it turns out Tammy Winnett had a Lamborghini.
1: Tammy, now, Dave... Tammy Winnett had a Lamborghini Countach?
2: Yeah, but there's... A, Dave, I want to ask you a couple of questions here. First of all, why would Tammy Winnett have a Lamborghini that's being mot near Junction 13 of the M1 in the UK? Yeah. She's from and lived in Tennessee. Secondly, 2002, I checked this. Tammy Winnett died about four years earlier in 1998. So I don't what? I don't quite understand this story unless it's Tammy Roulette's old Lamborghini. I don't know. Oh but,
1: what she owned it originally and then somebody bought it, imported yes. it. Yes. Blah blah blah.
2: But anyway, uh, this th- Dave's email, I'm afraid, is in a new slot called Are You Sure?
1: <laughs> I wanna know. Um not what Love Is, but I wanna know um whether she listened to KLF in that as well, uh Justified an Ancient, which would well, have been
2: this is the thing dave thank you for email do do get back in touch and and give us some more details because at the moment i'm suspicious that your boss might have been pulling your plonker but um he did prompt me with his email to immediately go and listen to that song and it's as good as i remember what a it is
1: really really good what time is love is great as well yeah 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 Um,
2: actually that's do you know what i've been listening to absolute 90s in the car because one day I just had enough of whatever was going on on Radio 1 the Radio 2 or whatever. Six Music had you know, gone on some bizarre jazz odyssey or something with Charles Peterson. So I put absolute 90s on and I've never never taken it off again because it's been great. And you do get occasionally some wonderful memories thrown oh. up.
1: It, yeah, I mean, it just—I'm just, uh, I'm not going to say a happier time necessarily. Indoor smoking, um, bad jeans, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, of course, it's very for us. I guess we're quite a similar age. It's very reminiscent of, of exciting times. Um, yeah, and then bright-eyed. for the full
2: nostalgia trip recently, because my wife's been away with her new job, I've been um, watching Spaced.
1: Oh wow! With yeah, I've, just I've just hardly ever watched it. Oh, I, was, man. I didn't. I kind of missed it, and I don't know why.
2: It's uh, it's it, 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 if you. I mean, it's quite specific this, but if you were in your early twenties in the early two thousands in London, as the characters are, and as I was at the same time, the Proustian rush that you get from it is extraordinary.
1: I left London in the uh, the early two thousands. In fact, next year will be yeah, twenty years since I left London. Ahead of the curve, which is. Not, an ex- not a very exciting accolade or, or milestone <laughs> at all, is it? I mean, it's just bollocks, really.
2: Do you know, I was going to say, the only thing, I was talking of um, those retro radio stations that absolutely seem to corner the market on, there's, there's, there's one thing that stresses me out about them, is that at the weekends, possibly in the week as well, they have the sort of big-name shows. So at the weekend, Frank Skinner has a show, and I like Frank Skinner, and it's a very affable listen. But what he's saying is across all of the Absolute Stations. Yes. And then when he stops speaking, Absolute 80s plays, I don't know, Karma Chameleon. And Absolute 90s plays... Cigarettes
1: and alcohol, by the way. Cigarettes and alcohol, yeah, yeah. And
2: so on. And I guess Absolute... Whatever it's rather just called absolute. The station that just plays contemporary music. Absolute we'll stroker. Have you listened something. to yeah. that
1: one yet? Yeah, I I'm, think I'm, 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 I'm spearheading that one. That's going to be a new absolute
2: one. Absolute twat. It's just they just play music with bands who you suspect have a lead singer who's a bit of a ring piece. Because. Okay, coming up after Oasis, where, where, where? it's simply red. Um, so anyway, but but so they've got to find. Records that are all about the same length to fill in those gaps, so that it all matches up when so Frank's sh- going to start speaking again. And I was, it, it just makes me tense thinking about how much work that is. And my wife just goes, "Just don't worry about it. Look, that's, no, they don't have to be your... exactly the same length. Listen at the end of the song sometimes they'll pad it with a jingle or something. That's how they're doing." It. And I was like, "But that's still really that's, the timings are so tight on this." And she's like, "I wouldn't worry about it." It's not your job. I've just been writing on a TV show where we had to write some trailers. So, you know, hi, join oh. me later on for this, blah, blah, blah. And the message came back from the channel, yeah, could they all be exactly 14 seconds long? And I would go, what the f-? Exactly? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you have to go, so I'm sitting there in my kitchen writing these things and then timing them to myself. But, of course, the presenters might read at different speeds, and it's really hard to get it just bob on if they've been given such a dictat. So oh, I was kind falls. of I can't relax listening to absolute whatever it is knowing that this kind of timing shenanigans has to go on all the time.
1: I we we need to set up a load of um alternative absolutes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they should a, absolute, absolute stroker. <laughs> absolute flesh <laughs> wand next mm. in session. <laughs> Oh, there's loads. There's got to be loads. Absolutely not interested playing
2: all the bands you're really not fussed about. Okay, This is Hootie and the Blowfish. No, 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 no. No, don't care. Come on.
1: That would be... That would be brilliant. It's a, basically really, it's a tax really fiddle
2: it. because their listener numbers are always zero because it's always oh I'll give absolutely not interested to go and they go <laughs> okay here's swing out sister oh, don't,
1: nah, don't a give a shit on, I'm sorry don't give a shit okay no what about absolute try hard because there's always bands that have tried too hard and it didn't quite work yeah and so we're putting them sorry I've just oh, sorry just bashed into a radiator. Um, always tried a little hard and it didn't quite pan out and so therefore you're on this radio station sorry guys and maybe the DJ would have to be a little bit of a try hard in themselves but they haven't worked (laughs) out that's why they got the job (laughs) so
2: yeah I I, well there wouldn't be a shortage of those I'm I'm sure
1: absolute show lever that ends just up absolute shit right? <laughs> <laughs> just terrible <laughs> terrible nonsense <laughs>
2: uh,
1: anyway well oh, we gosh. should
2: speaking of timings we should probably wrap this one up yeah I was going to uh, say
1: oh, this This podcast is a load of absolute uh, exhaust. yeah sorry a lot of music this
2: week for some reason anyway and I didn't even get onto my I was going to talk to you about Flowrider um, oh
1: well that's Have we got time or not? No, next week. We'll do it next
2: week. I've written it in my notes. Okay. Um, But in the meantime, uh, I've got three things to tell you. They are, firstly, Johnny has a solo YouTube channel uh, called The Late Break Show. Uh, Many excellent videos on there for you to enjoy. Uh, The review of the VW ID Buzz. There's lots of those out there at the moment, but this is the only one you need to watch. I could say that
1: was confidence. (laughs)
2: so, uh, Love so you go watch it please um, two I've got various books out. one of them is called Boring Car Trivia Volume 3 available uh, as an ebook off Amazon or as a paperback from Amazon or from the um, Late Break Show merch shop and the third thing I've got to tell you is that uh, speaking as we were of the 90s uh, in uh, 1996 Pepsi took uh, some of their $500 million budget to promote the relaunch of Pepsi when they changed the cans to Blue And they used some of that money to repaint a Concorde in Pepsi's new colours, which they revealed in April 1996 in front of a cavalcade of stars. And then you could win competitions through Pepsi to go on a flight on this Concorde. But there was a small problem. Because it had been painted blue, it could only fly supersonic for 20 minutes because... Aerospatiale and uh, British Aerospace, they uh, they had to be consulted about this. And there's a reason that Concorde's were white. It's because it radiates heat. You know, famously, Concorde heats up a lot in supersonic flight. Yeah. And the people who designed that plane said, we cannot guarantee that when you've made it blue, it will be radiating enough heat. So don't fly supersonic for more than 20 minutes. So in making a promotional Pepsi airplane, Pepsi had rendered Concorde basically pointless.
1: Oh my gosh, that's an amazing piece of... It's not even car trivia, but it's a great piece of trivia. They that actually, as, a, as an
2: aside, they had to leave the wings white. There are pictures of this this plane. Look, just look up Pepsi Concorde. I'll put some in the show notes for patrons. As Next
1: well. in um, session, Pepsi Concorde.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now, I well, have been working quite extensively with Pepsi Concorde. Um, <laughs> great vocalist. Now they had to leave the wings white. The, uh, the engineer said, "Do not paint the wings blue because um, the fuel tanks are in the wings, and we definitely need to keep the heat management in check there." So, for God's sake, don't paint the wings blue. They stay white. Only the fuselage was blue. And uh, it did sixteen promotional flights and then Air France repainted it back in their colours again. So Pepsi spunked a lot of cash on a briefly used useless Concorde.
1: Bloody hell. Well that, that April ninety sixth when I passed my driving test. Was it? Yeah, I didn't I didn't paint my car in Pepsi blue or anything though. Um although I I did in my lunch hour paint a friend of mine's car in matte black and wrote Seaman Wii down the side of it. But that's another story for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Seaman Wee. Yeah, I modified a huge demon tweak sticker and I couldn't work uh, out wh- how to be creative with it so it, it, it just said Seaman Wee. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, that a that. it's a fact. It's a fact. The car was a, the car was in this cherry. We used to call of it, the, it cher- the cherry picker or the cherry taker. I can't remember. It was it was very cheap and bad.
2: Well, I can't think of a better note on which to end. So uh, let's let's stop there. Thank you ever so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Bye bye. Goodbye.
1: Seaman Wee asked it.